Hey everybody and welcome to the Toronto Real Estate Show. Today we're going to be talking about investment properties. I'm Janelle Cameron. And I'm Leslie Pearson. So stay tuned. Hey. Welcome to the Toronto Real Estate Show with the Janelle Cameron team. The podcast that helps make your real estate dreams a reality. The Janelle Cameron team is your expert source for all things real estate in the greater Toronto area. Whether you're considering a renovation to improve your return on investment, looking at homes for the very first time, or even considering becoming an agent yourself, we've got you covered. Hey everyone, how you doing? How's it going, Leslie? Hi, I'm good, thanks. Awesome. We're going to talk about investment properties today. That's a question I get asked all the time. Should I buy one? Is now the time? Yeah, no, you you probably, if we look at, uh, analyze the situation, you probably get asked about that more than I do, and you're involved in that more than I do. But I can see it uh, becoming a big issue for me in 2021. So uh, it's an exciting segment of the market that I want to know more about. And I'm sure, you know, if what I hear on the ground is the case, that uh, our listeners want to as well. I think so. I think, you know, buying investment properties for most people, listen, I'm just going to put it out there. If you have money to spend on investing, why the hell are you not buying real estate? Exactly. Like, I just don't get it. Where else have you seen those values? Yeah. Unless you are, you know, really successful in the stock market and you're doing your own trading, I don't get why you wouldn't do it. Yeah. Yeah. And even then, I don't see, see, do you see those returns? That we've historically seen in Canada? I don't think so. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I mean, that's my perspective, whether yeah. that's right or wrong. But I can tell you from somebody who owns investment properties, there is no better way to put your money to use. And why wouldn't you do it? Mm-hmm. So let's just chat about that today because I yeah. think, you know, what kind of investment property are we are we talking recommending about? Recommending yeah. that people should yeah. buy. You know, how much they should spend and what kind of thing they should get in order for them to see some returns. Yeah, what their objections should be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so I think that's a, that's a great place yeah. to start, actually. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and before we kind of go that uh, way, everybody, just a reminder that we would love it if you would subscribe. Subscribe to our podcast. Listen to it and subscribe. Yes. <laughs> We're looking for followers. Yes. You know, we hope you like our content and we are happy to hear your suggestions. Yeah. And Please uh, let us know. I mean, yeah, if, if a tree falls in the forest, does anyone know? Yeah. If we speak here in this room, and does anybody listen? Yeah, let us just, know. We're just talking to ourselves right now and enjoying <laughs> which, it. Which is okay. <laughs> it's a normal Monday. <laughs> this time we're just actually thinking people give a crap. Yeah. <laughs> which they may or may not. So please let us know. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, actually, if you don't like it, don't let us know. <laughs> yeah. We only want positive feedback. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, we're coming to this topic with you, Janelle, as a really experienced investment property owner and also probably a substantial amount of business uh, completed in that section, And whereas uh, I'm not. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, let's, let's, let's learn. Yeah, let's talk. The first thing we should talk about really, I think, are is what you said is about the objective. What's your objective, yeah. right? Because you've got, I get a lot of people who say, I, I want to buy an investment property because I want to buy something that I can eventually move into. Yes. That's a totally different reason to own an investment property than someone who wants to buy one to rent out and just make money on. Yes. So you've really got those two options or you have the investor that wants to buy something pre-construction. Yes. Who, you know, who plans to maybe move into it in 10 years, maybe not. But, no, just but somewhere they, to plant some money now and grow. Some money. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so all of these things are different reasons why you might want to have an investment property. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that there are pros and cons to all of them. Right. But the first thing you need to do is figure out what you want. Well, to me, the way you just described it, there really is only one objective, and that is to make money. There is. Even if you want to end up living in it potentially down the road. Right. You want to make money. You want to make money, but you've got two ways to make money. You make money monthly. You know, you do you want it to cash flow positively or do you not care about that and just hope for a better return at the end of the day? Right. And I will tell you, I have a lot of people who want to invest and they say, I would rather buy a condo downtown and invest in that. Because I think it's going to make me more money long term. So they're investing in the future potential of it rather than the current. And I'm here to tell you I think that's a mistake. Mm -hmm. I think that's a huge mistake. From my perspective, you should be buying an investment that's going to make you a positive cash flow every month. I think that should be your number one objective. And I know that goes against what a lot of people think. Mm -hmm. But that's my perspective. When I look at things that I'm going to invest in, how much money am I going to make on it monthly? Because I'm telling you. Most areas, especially right now, we've talked about this in in past episodes, but most areas are seeing the same returns year over year as Toronto. Right. So for a substantially less financial commitment, the return is about the same. That's right. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Well, as in all things in life, I'm probably... uh, a person of balance and moderation, I think. And I think that the objective is a balance of the two. Yes, and I think that's that's true. I would not suggest that you make a whole bunch of money buying an investment property in no man's land that's not going right, to appreciate. Right, right. So I think you have to have a view to the future. Yeah, yeah, you do. You absolutely do. You're right. But I think that if for most of us, and we're talking about really, you know, within Ontario, I can't, I can't, right. I can't speak to buying an investment property in... Uh, you know, Kamloops or something. Like, I don't know what things are happening here. But if you are thinking about buying an investment property in Ontario, this is my idea. So then your counsel would be to look outside Toronto. My counsel would be for most people to look outside Toronto. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and I would look to the GTA. Yeah. Right? Um, well, and even my coming at it from... Um, um, looking at both short and long-term goals. I mean, where in the GTA have your long-term values dropped? Really nowhere. Nowhere. Right. So nowhere. so I, it's easy for me to say that, but it's kind of a given well, it kind historically. Of is. Yeah, mm-hmm. because especially right now, we're mm-hmm. seeing maybe in some of the 905 areas, mm-hmm. they have appreciated Where you might better. not have thought so, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Now, there's going to be a segment of the market, people that want to buy something that they don't have to deal with. So I hear this all the time. I just want to buy something. I set it and forget it. I buy a condo downtown. I throw tenants in there. I don't have to do anything. I don't have to cut the grass. I don't have to do anything. And, you know, it's easy to rent out. It's no problem. Mm-hmm. Right? Fair. Yeah, yeah that Fair. has appeal. Yeah, it has appeal, and mm-hmm. I get that. And, and nowadays, maybe when you could buy something that's a little mm-hmm. more, more than ever. Mm-hmm. Right? And I'm not opposed to buying a condo, but I just want to let people know that if you do that, you have to remember you're probably not going to ever have a cash flow positive property unless you're putting a substantial down payment on, on it or you've, you know, pretty much paid the thing off. And the mm. reason is because of maintenance fees. Right. Right? Yeah. So it's hard right. to, you know, offset the rent with the maintenance fees. So even beyond downtown Toronto, when you're looking at the GTA, you're looking at freehold rather than condos. That's my thing. I mean, my personal investment strategy has been 
duplexes. Yeah. Right? Now, keep in mind, people, I'm not buying apartment buildings, okay? So I'm talking about the small, you know, if small investor like me who maybe are you in like a bungalow with a basement apartment too, like exactly. that kind of thing? Yeah, I got you know I've got a bit of a mix, right? Yeah. So I think it's important to have two in two incomes coming in you from know, each property. From each property, because if one is not being rented, you've got the other one. Right. So what do you mean by um, cash flow? Cash flow positive. So by that I mean you've paid your. You're looking at all expenses and all, all revenue. Expenses and all revenue, mm-hmm. and you've got a net positive yeah. number at the end of the month. Yeah. For I'd say part, in downtown Toronto, that's not possible. It's pretty tough. Yeah. It's pretty tough. And so, um, and again, you know, if I had millions of dollars to invest, maybe I would buy an apartment building and not worry about that. But mm-hmm. for the average person who's going to be looking at an investment that's going to work for them, and I'm talking like you and I, like mm-hmm. nor- normal, average, mm-hmm. you know, people who are just getting living the life in a, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. in a regular kind of way, mm-hmm. um, putting my money into something that I can see a return from monthly mm-hmm. is a good investment for me, especially yeah. for somebody who's self-employed. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Now, let me give you an example. that I bought my first, you may recall, this many years ago now, I think 10 years ago, I bought my first investment property in Ajax. I paid 260000 or something for this place. Little semi-detached bungalows, nothing special, but it's got two units. I've got a three-bedroom unit upstairs, a two-bedroom unit downstairs. And that is uh, right from the get-go. I rented the upper unit at that time for maybe about thirteen fifty, and the lower unit for about $1,000, right? And they get a little bit more rent than that now, but the property itself is also probably worth about 700000 now. Mm-hmm, exactly. Where, mm-hmm. where could you possibly have seen that kind of a return. And, and let me tell you, when I calculate the investment, I'm making netting about $1,000 a month in that property, right? So then my challenge became, okay, well, there's no way I'm ever making that kind of money, right? That's a thousand, an extra $12,000 a month, mm-hmm. right? $12,000 a year, right. you know, that I've been able right. to make from that. You, I will t- say that to people and I will get critics say, well, what about taxes, right? That has a tax implication, to your overall income, of course, but a $12,000 increase in your income is not going to affect your taxes too much. Do you consider that when you talk about being cash flow positive? Is that one of your things you consider? Yeah, to some degree. Yeah. I think it's most people don't. It's a small number, mm-hmm. you know, that it's yeah. not something that's the forefront of my mind. But yeah. I really look at, okay, well, you know, how easy, how easy is it to, is it to rent yeah. each unit? Um, can one unit carry mm-hmm. the expenses? The yep. expense of if you were out, yeah. If I was out, because you know that's it happens. It happens. You have to look at that. Um, you know, what are the utilities like? Am I going to pay the utilities, or are those utilities going to be included? Um, you know, what kind of maintenance is involved in the property? Is is does it have a lot of property? Does it need to have the grass cut or snow shoveled? Can the tenant right? Do and that how you're going to do that? Yeah. So those are kind of the things I look at mm-hmm. when I'm making that kind of a purchase. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, you know, as long as you know, what you, again, what your limitations are and your objective is, then you can consider making a decision that works for you. Yes. But again, I get a lot of people that say to me, look, that sounds great, but I'm not going to drive out to Ajax to maintain a property. And <laughs> that's when I say, you, you get a property manager. Yeah. Right? And I know from knowing you, Janelle, 
I don't know if I'm speaking out of turn here, so we can like delete this if we are. You've <laughs> bought investment properties without even seeing them. I have. I've bought two mm-hmm. without even seeing them. Yeah, it's um, about the money it's about in an investment the property. Money. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's funny, you know, the first one I bought, I I remember uh, driving around and looking at these places and thinking, oh, I don't like that kitchen. But and then you realize it doesn't matter. I'm not living there. What do I care? Exactly. So, so that's a huge mindset for people if they're getting into it for the first time because, yeah. The, yeah, the tiles on the bathroom floor don't matter. It doesn't matter. As long, will what, it rent and for how much? Yeah. yeah. And will it not leak? That's the only thing. Exactly. Yeah. And if it does, who's going to take care right. of it? Right. You have to have a plan. And that's the key, I think, is, is you know, I just want to say to everybody out there, if you're thinking of buying an investment property, just remember, you don't have to manage it yourself. We're talking about anywhere between five to eight percent manage property management fee, and yeah. they take care of everything for you. Yeah, that's a drop in the bucket. Yeah, why wouldn't you do that? Yeah, right. So, so your options are, you know, you're making more money. You have to hire a property manager, but you're going to make more money on the property. You're going to spend way less on it. You're going to make the same annual return probably mm-hmm. as you are uh, on something in the city, and you're making a monthly income on top of it. Now, what about these days? What about qualifying to buy an investment property? Yeah, when quali- should you be thinking about it, and when when can you, and when can't you? Yeah, and I think you know that's a great question, and somebody mm-hmm. something people really have to get clear with their lender. Yeah, uh, because first of all, putting a down payment on an investment property is going to cost you more. Exactly. So when it's your second or third property, you may be looking at 25 or 30% down payment. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I wondered. Yeah. So that's important. And they take into consideration things like vacancy rates, right? right? When they are are looking to qualify you. Well, how much? Yeah. It's a different process than buying your your home you're going to live in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, I think if anyone out there listening is thinking about getting into the investment property game, start that process right away and see mm-hmm. um, what that looks like for you. Because I think, I think you're crazy not to. If right. you've got the money, yeah. I think you're crazy not well, to. Well, so that's an important part of that sentence is if you have the money. If you have the money. And that's the hurdle for most people. It is the hurdle for most people. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, and there are probably some ways around that too. Yeah, I bet there are. Yeah. yeah. Because I think some people yeah. may say, well, can I pull some equity yeah. out of my principal residence in order to purchase? Right. An investment property, right. it, is it worth it? Right, exactly. Would you do that? I, I'm not a typical situation, so I can't really answer that, but I see the logic of it. Mm-hmm. I think you have to spend money to make money. You have to spend in money. In everything to make you money. do. Yeah. Yeah, I firmly believe that. Uh, you're right, yeah. you know. So uh, conceptually, yeah, I would do that mm-hmm. if, if I could. Would you? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, it, you know, it's, I remember, and on that note, I remember buying, I guess it was the first one I bought in Ajax and how scared I was because I needed to put down $50,000 as a down payment on that place. And um, that was a big chunk of money coming out of my, you know, I'd save for it and a big chunk of money coming out of my bank account. And I, and I remember the battle in my mind. Yeah. It was, you have to do this to make money. You yeah, no, speculate to accumulate. Yes. That's what my grandfather always said. Absolutely. So, yeah, no, I see the logic of it, and I see no returns like real estate. None. And even going forward. And then there's another, I get a lot of questions, and maybe it's not what you're considering in terms of investment property, but a lot of people seem to be wanting to buy a home for themselves that also has investment potential. Mm-hmm. I get that call. More than ever before, people want to rent out a part of a house that they are going to live in. So is there anything to take into consideration in that kind of purchase? Well, it's hard to buy those right now, isn't it? I mean, I've got clients right now looking in uh, the Durham region, and they would like, well, first of all, Durham's on hot as fire. Yeah. 
Um, but they would like to have an investment coming in from the basement. And it's it's they're they're a little bit hotter right now. And I think because the prices are so high, yeah. it's hard to get those good mm-hmm. properties. But absolutely, I think there's a couple things you want to consider about that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you want to do your research. How much is that apartment going to rent mm-hmm. for, right? right? Is it worth it? Right. Um, you know, and the first one I want to say to people, really, even before that, is like, are you sure you want to do this? Yeah, exactly. Are you sure? It has an impact on your life. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. You've got to be sure. Because they're right there. To, they're right there. And Versus they... buying a house, a smaller house maybe, and a separate investment property. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, um, you're right. I mean, mm-hmm. it is... It is everything, everything they cook, you can smell. Exactly. You yeah. know, if they yeah. come in late, you can hear it. If they if they're having some fun, you can hear if it. If they're having some fun, you can hear it. Do you <laughs> I, really want to be hearing that? I don't want to be yeah. hearing that. Um, so I think those are. But things more that and more you, people, I think, are thinking of that. And I get it. Yeah, I get it. Right. So if you want to do that, and you have determined that's okay with you, all of those things make sense to you. Then make sure you get something that has a very separate entrance. And I don't mean you know you share like the laundry room necessarily that entrance but very separate entrance where they can come and go and they're not in your space i think is important and you have to be very careful about who you select as a tenant yeah right yeah well that goes for tenants yeah yeah and in that case i'm just thinking out loud here um your the traditional means of assessing potential tenants are largely financial. I would think in that situation you'd pay a little bit more attention to your gut yeah. and and the history and what your sense of what the people are like as people and how they live because they're right there. They're right there. Mm-hmm. But you know it's a good option. I mean I've got people I've got very good friends for example who bought a triplex when they their first purchase in the beach. And uh, they would have never been able to afford that place if they hadn't have had tenants yeah. in the two units. And eventually it went to, um, you know, two units and then with a basement apartment. And now it's a single family home and it's worth a fortune. Oh, really? That's interesting. Yeah, or, uh-huh. or the, you know, the house I sold recently downtown. Um, she purchased that with a friend as an investment property. And she, I don't even know how old she was. She was a kid, it seemed like. Early 20s, mid-20s when she bought that. And over the year, and rented it out. Her, she lived in one unit. Friend lived in one unit, rented out the basement. She eventually, you know, took over the second unit, bought her friend out, and then rented out yeah. the basement, and then eventually took over the whole home. Yeah, right? so it's it's just a, it's just a growth. It's a growth potential, thing, right? And she wouldn't have been able to afford yeah. to buy something. Well, something you it. say say there makes a lot of sense to me, and that I don't think many people are doing as many people at least as should be. Is you mentioned buying with friends? Yeah, like if you on your own don't have the buying potential to buy an investment property. What's to prevent you from hooking up with family or friends? Nothing. Everybody wins. Yeah. Why aren't more people doing that? I don't know. I guess I guess there's some fear of what if things go south? It's always if, mixing business with pleasure. Yeah. To me, risky, that makes so much sense. It does, especially when it comes to investment properties. I don't know I do it for Well, no, I agree. So I am not in a position to buy an investment property, but I've thought of that. Why don't I get together with mm-hmm. my sister or my parents and buy That's right. a semi-detached yeah. uh, bungalow in Ajax? Because it's a business decision, yeah. right? And yeah. I think if you look at it... We should it have done that 30 years ago. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. We all should have started earlier, mm-hmm. right? Because um, so on my own, saying, I'm not going to be able to do it. Yeah. But if other people are thinking like me, couldn't we hook up? Even people you don't know. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think there should be more of that. I agree. Or there could be more of that. Absolutely. I'd like to help people do that. Yeah, we could help people do that. <laughs> Here's another consideration. I had this conversation with my physiotherapist the other day. Young kid. He, young kid in my <laughs> I don't know how old he is, but he's a lot younger than I am. He can't afford to buy a condo in Toronto. Yes. But he might be able to afford an investment property somewhere else. Yes. And I, my suggestion was him, to him was the same thing I'll say here is get in the market. Yeah. I would rather see you buy an investment property. And continuing to rent where he is. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah because you're in. Mm-hmm. And if you don't get in, you can't. The longer you delay getting in, the longer it's going to, the harder it's going to be for you to get in. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think I would rather see that, say you buy something in, you know, one of the areas maybe we're going to talk about in a minute, buy something for $250,000, rent it out for a while, maybe in five years, pull the equity out, buy something in Toronto that you're going to live in instead of renting. So I think it's still worth it. I mm-hmm. think it's still worth paying the rent here and buying something elsewhere if that makes financial sense to you to do so because you can't afford you know the seven hundred thousand dollar condo here in toronto right? yeah yeah i hadn't thought of that yeah yeah i, I like d- it yeah yeah i think you know i wish and i try to impart this to my teenager as i'm sure we we all do who have teenagers is you know make smart investment decisions now don't wait till you're too old mm-hmm. right start putting some money away mm-hmm. you know do something with it right, right? Right. Save it, put it away, and then start investing in it. There's right. no reason to wait until you're right. And maybe that's for some people RSPs. Maybe for some people right. that's an investment property. But right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about where. Yeah. Right. Where would we buy? Where? What's a good place to buy? Yeah. Any right. thoughts on that yourself? Well, so far, so you have said GTA, mm-hmm. and you've said freehold, mm-hmm. and you've said more than one unit. Yeah. So it sounds like Durham is maybe too hot now. Well, it d- depends Should where you, you look, go. Yeah. I, I would still consider would Durham. Yeah. Well, I've got a couple of clients that bought in Whitby this year and did pretty well. Like for 650000 they bought a duplex there. Mm-hmm. Well, I see no reason in, in your experience building on that, in, even if you live in Toronto, um, doing it outside the GTA. That's true, too. Yeah. 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 So somewhere like maybe Guelph maybe. or maybe Peterborough. That's right. Um, yeah. We looked at uh, actually a report that came out from Money Sense recently that talked about the best places to buy in Canada, but particularly Ontario, based on, you know, value and the momentum of the market there. Mm-hmm. Um, the first place on their list was actually Brantford. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So, uh, I, I, as you say, the direction would be cash flow positive. Mm-hmm. So, I would hook up with an agent who knows a lot about this to, to, find out, to find out where are those pockets. So, where do you think they are? Yeah. So, I think, uh, so I would look at Brantford. Brantford, Brantford. Is, an, is, a, is an area that I would consider for an investment. You can probably get something there for, you know, 300000 or so. Yeah. And, and by the way, the rents, this is interesting, as you know, but the rents yeah. don't really change that right. much from from. They don't differ from expensive place to buy to non-expensive. Yeah. Yeah. I like university towns. I like university towns, too, yeah. So, we've got, look yeah. what we got. We've got Kingston. Yeah. London. London, Guelph. Yeah, Waterloo. That Waterloo, kind of thing, yeah, yeah. Would you rent to students? I don't think I'd be, I mean, I haven't, I, I don't think I'd be opposed to it. Yeah. No. Yeah. So that's another another option, right? Yeah. Hamilton. Would you? Um, have you? I have not. Yeah, I don't think I'd be opposed to it. Yeah, I think, 
it scares me. I lived in one of those houses in Hamilton. I went to school in Hamilton. I lived in a house with seven people. And uh, why we, does it scare you? Well, uh, the way we lived, I don't know. So not taking care of the property. Not taking care of the property. Mm. You know, we were okay. Something to consider. Something to consider. Maybe if I was more. Our landlord, I don't even think I ever saw the guy, but uh, if, maybe if I was more hands-on there, mm-hmm. I would think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, then you're going on a room-by-room basis, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The pro of that is you generally would get a handful of students come in, normally because this is how they do it now, right? The kids will rent a place with their friends for four years. Yeah. Or three years. I yeah. guess they do the first year res and then they rent right. for three years. So you've got probably a three-year window where mm-hmm. you've got tenants. Right. And if the money's coming in. So there's in, security there. Yeah. So I like that aspect of it. Um, but I just feel that, I mean, we've all heard the stories of, of, you know, these places where people party and mm-hmm. it could be chaos. So yeah, I think you just have to be very careful mm-hmm. how that looks. Yeah. Okay. But if, if I was going to do that, I would think about, you know, Hamilton is a hell of a hot market right now. Mm-hmm. You know? But Houses in the uh, McMaster area are not cheap. No. Not right. going to cost you a bit of money. Windsor, um, big growth sp- spot, I think. Windsor, yeah, I've got two. There's a lot of there. Uh, industry going on moving there. Windsor, I, Windsor is hot, hot, hot. Yeah. And it is a great market. People, if you want to buy property and you don't care that you're close to the city, consider Windsor. Yeah, that's what I read. Mm-hmm. I like Windsor. Uh, I, I, I think Windsor's nice anyway. I don't know why. It has a bit of a bad rep, but I think it's adorable. Mm-hmm. Sure, it's got bad areas, but don't they all? Um, but I've had no problems with tenants there. Um, you're by the water. You're yeah. close to the border. And know? as an investor, there's some security in ha- not relying on strictly one um, an, uh, one industry town. That's right. Yeah, so there's some flexibility if yeah. something goes sideways that yes. you're still going to be able to fill those Spots. Yeah, I think, you know, it has t- traditionally been a bit of a depressed market. but it's Yeah, I don't think it is that. now. No. Yeah. Um, not a lot of industry there so much, but they've got a few distilleries. And I think I think a few things have just been committed. Yeah. I think it's and they've got a casino. <laughs> you know, really, what more do we need? And they have a... Um, and a really nice pool. Popeye's in the ho- hospital <laughs> across the border. <laughs> that's right. Anyway, exactly. that's, that's another story. That's another story from another episode. <laughs> um, so I would consider that, uh, I think, yeah. also, you know, Peterborough, right, yeah. is uh, is a good, they've got a university there, don't yeah, they? Trent. Yeah, Trent. Mm-hmm. Um, Peterborough's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hamilton's good. Kingston, I think, is, you know, Kingston's been on a, a slow but steady trajectory, but I think things are picking up now that Quinty was actually one of the hottest neighbor or hottest cities regions in 2020 in terms of market increase, right? 25%. Mm-hmm. So I think because of that, Kingston being relatively close to that, we'll see the effects of that. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And Kingston's an interesting place. You got the good and the bad there. It's mm-hmm. just like a lot of other cities, but I would consider Kingston, mm-hmm. London for sure, mm-hmm. right? Niagara, St. Catharines, yeah. you've got Brock University there. So yeah. there are lots of good areas that you can consider if that's where you're you know, considering, and I and, and I guess my question to people would be, let's just say for argument's sake, you're going to pick a town that you don't even know. What should you be looking for? Mm-hmm. Right? So mm-hmm. I would say really it's just what is the market going to be doing there? What are the predictions for that particular market? Yeah. What, re- what do rentals go for? What's the vacancy rate? Vacancy rate, mm-hmm. yeah. I think, you know, any of those you could do well. Mm-hmm. But maybe... Uh, you know, Windsor, you might have to compete for property. Yeah. Maybe, you know, 
St. Catharines or Brantford, you don't yet. Right. So, you know, we can help anybody walk through that process. By the way, we know realtors pretty much in every single region and town in Canada. Yeah. Where we have access to that. So we can yeah. help you guys through that process for sure. Yeah. Anything else you think people should consider when they're looking at uh, buying an investment property? Uh, you know, another thing that I get asked about, and it ha- is a completely a function of my age and stage in life, is as kids are um, approaching university in college age, I have had so many calls lately from families thinking, I don't want my kid to rent a place with four other people. Um, I should be buying a place oh, in London yeah. mm-hmm. and have their friends pay rent to me. I like it. Something to think about. I would, I would absolutely do that. Yeah. Absolutely. So I've had a few people, as it's now, you know, December and applying time, starting yeah. to think of that. Not for maybe next year, but because they want that residence experience, yeah. but for the following years. And that's, and that's a difference. Yeah. To university right. Students. Right. Because now you can threaten to kill your own kid <laughs> if they don't keep it in a well, you know, yeah. in a well condition. So I guess I like, raise. You have a party here. It's over, man. Yeah. It's over. I raise that to say there's just so many options and so many things that people might not have thought about and just talking to someone like us might make you think of things that you hadn't thought of well this is yeah. it yeah. yeah and here's another one for you what do yeah. you think about the whole pre-construction thing is that something you would do or not do so me personally I'm not it's not something that excites me mm-hmm. and I don't can't get behind something that doesn't excite me but I see value in I see value in it if you've you know it's uh, if you've got some money to put somewhere and um, you know with very little uh, financial commitment and consideration and just bet on the future growth of something it doesn't excite me so I personally wouldn't but I love helping people who want to yeah I don't know what do you think about it I don't know I'm kind of of two minds yeah you know? I, I don't I don't I have a fear of tying my money up in something I can't access yeah and so unless it's a really yeah. reputable builder yeah oh for sure 100% and I have a really uh you know determined timeline because yeah. I think you know these timelines with these builders are often very fluid yeah and I, and they say they're going to occupy in 2020 never happens meanwhile it's mm-hmm. like you know mm-hmm. five years late mm-hmm. so I need to have an understanding of that mm-hmm. and I need to I need to I need to make sure that my clients who are considering that understand that if you think you're going to take possession and rent At it or time. sell it right away mm-hmm. Um, number one, yeah, it's probably going to be delayed. And number two, you're probably not going to get out of it what you think. And by that, I mean, when a building occupies and is registered, everybody is either selling or leasing. So yeah, at the same time, at the same time. Mm-hmm. So you all of a sudden, your investment's not worth what it should be worth or what it might be worth two years later. Yeah. And you just have to keep that in mind because you're going to be trying to sell that thing like everybody else at the yeah. same time. Yeah. I just look at you know, opportunity costs. I have a limited amount of money. Um, you know, what am I going to get out of that this kind of decision versus putting my money elsewhere? Yeah. For me, and then I also have to have a little bit of the excitement factor. But for me, I personally don't haven't yet seen it there. Yeah. But I know um, for a lot of people, it's the right decision. Yeah, it's again, it's, you have to know your money is yeah. going to be tied up. Yeah. Yes, you can have an assignment clause. Yeah, that very says difficult. That you can get it, but they're hard to sell. Very difficult. Know? Hard to sell. Mm-hmm. So you have to keep in mind that you may not be able to access that money right away. Right. Even if you can access that money and you are able to sell it yeah. right away or on assignment, you know, has that given you what your long term objective? But it is an easier less of a financial 
commitment to get in the real estate game if... Sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If that's your option. Right. But if my... I'm just thinking to myself, like my option was, okay, you can buy a pre-construction downtown and it'll occupy in five years and I can pull my money out at that time or I can buy a little two-unit duplex in Brantford. Yeah. And make money on it monthly. And oh, you would always, return. everybody would, would always vote for that. But I think some people might qualify for one and not the other. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess my point is open your horizons. Yeah, right. Right. Maybe these are things people hadn't thought of because, yeah. because buying, buying a pre-construction unit yeah. here in the city is going to cost you more money yeah. than it would be to buy yeah. an investment property yeah. outside the city. And I'm not bashing the pre-construction. Yeah. There's a place for that. Yeah. But, but your point about when that occupancy hits... Um, is very good. It's a good conversation to have with buyers at the time they're making that commitment mm-hmm. because I think you have to go in it not want, not needing to sell it at that time. That's right. That's the only yeah. way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, I, you know, it's like everything else in real estate, right? Like on, on one hand, I think, you know, give it some decent thought and consideration. On the other hand, I think just get in. Yeah. Just do well, it. And so I guess that's where I come from. Yeah. yeah. If it's a way for somebody to just get in. Yeah. It's, it's, I strongly recommend it. Yeah. And we are here to encourage yeah. you guys, yeah. anybody out there, yeah. you know, buy real estate. I don't yeah. care what kind what it is, it is yeah. or where it is, yeah. uh, but for your own financial, yeah. you know, and, and I know there's going to be a lot of people out there that, that disagree with that Yeah, because they think they're not going to, you know, the market's going to tank and the bubble bursting and all that crap we've heard a hundred times, but uh, you know, we're here to dispel that myth and, yeah. and encourage you to... It's not for our own business either. It's yeah. for you, yeah. all of you. you yeah. know, get in and buy something and make the smart decisions. Yeah. Well, I've learned out of this, so thanks, Janelle. Yeah, no problem. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, guys. Well, that was our topic about investing in real estate. We always are here. If you need anything, just uh, pop onto our uh, Facebook page or our website, the Janelle Cameron team, and uh, we can answer your questions for you. And we will see you next week. Sounds good. Happy real estate. Happy real estate. We hope you've enjoyed the Toronto Real Estate Show with the Janelle Cameron team. But more importantly, we hope you feel better informed and enthusiastic about your real estate future. We know buying and selling can be stressful, so let us help. If you're looking for hands-on support in the greater Toronto area, the Janelle Cameron team from Remax Hallmark Realty is ready to assist. Visit JanelleCameron.com. That's J-E-N-E-L-L-E Cameron.com or dial 416-486-5588. Join us again next week as we deliver more content to help you reach your real estate dreams.